goodness. I am so excited to have you here and to welcome you into the Dropped In community and to share your magic and medicine with our space and place here on the interweb. So welcome, welcome, welcome. How are mm -hmm. you doing? I'm doing really well, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on Dropped In and to be in your space and to just feel the energy that we are circulating between the two of us right now. It just feels really potent. It certainly does. And I'm wearing a beanie and a huge heavy sweater and I'm literally covered in shivers. So I cannot <laughs> wait to drop in with you today. So before we drop in, I would love to know because I am so fascinated with the life that you are leading today. So I know you are in the space of living the van life. So can you share with me where you are in the world, where you're headed and mm -hmm. what kind of led you into this path of living in like in the van life? Ooh, this is a really long, juicy question. So currently I am in Lake Havasu, Arizona um, at an RV meetup um, called Escapers. It's their annual bash. And right now there's over 340 RVs, schoolies, vans, fifth wheels, and um, somewhere over 600 people. So I'm here facilitating breath work for um, these magical souls here um, for three days. And then on in two days, I will be crossing the border into Baja and going down um, into the Sea of Cortez area to chase the sun, chase the warm weather and um, live by the beach. Mm, I love it. So you asked how I got into this. So that's where this becomes a conversation around... I chose me um, and how that evolved is I was in a narcissistic, emotional, abusive relationship for 12 and a half years. I was living the perfect life, living full time in Costa Rica and um, recognizing that I really, really felt trapped literally through a breathwork session. I saw my soul behind iron bars, shaking the bars and these bars were in this like basement of concrete and my light, my soul was trapped there. And it was through breathwork and unpacking what I was experiencing that I recognized that the life that I was living was out of fear. It was not the life that, that I was choosing. It was a big manipulation circle of emotional abuse. So after one incident, well, there was lots of incidences leaning up to this, but after one particular incident, um, I found myself driving down to the beach. We had a golf cart. We lived about a, um, a quarter mile from the beach, driving in the golf cart with my chocolate lab, Olivia. And I walked for miles and miles and miles. And you know, the beach area there, it's so easy to do that. And you're all alone. And I just decided at that point that I was no longer going to abandon myself again. Mm. And my mantra became, I will no longer abandon me. I will no longer abandon me. So what I did is I packed up a suitcase. I packed up my chocolate lab and I left Costa Rica. And from the outside looking in, there was a pool. There was a three bedroom, two bath house. We lived so close to the beach and this tropical paradise of this jungle and all these things. But that's where I was. And I had abandoned myself because it was from the outside looking in perfect, but on the inside, it was a hot mess. Mm -hmm. 
So I came back to the States. I um, lived with my stepmom in South Florida for a while and ended up selling my house there. And there was a there was a hot minute where I wanted to hike the the Pacific Crest Trail, a solo through hike. But there were a couple of things where um, my lab could not go with me um, for permit reasons. And I wasn't going to have somebody stay with or her stay with somebody for six months. That was a lot to ask of somebody. So I asked the universe, I'm like, what else is there? What else? I, I, I desire to learn how to trust myself. I desire to learn how to keep myself safe. And I desire to love myself mm -hmm. because my whole entire life I hadn't. And so somehow, I don't know, I came upon van life. And I'm like, all right, this looks really juicy. This looks really fun. This looks because I'm all about adventure. I always have been. And I'm like, all right, so this is going to give me all those things. But in the meantime, I'm like, how am I going to support myself? How am I going to create a new community? Because after I left Costa Rica, I, I wiped everything off of social media. I no longer existed on email. I no longer existed on Facebook or Instagram or anything. My website was no longer existent. I just needed to keep myself safe. Mm -hmm. And so I found a van builder in South Florida and my house sold and the alignment of the van being completed all merged together. And I had this safe space, a community of like four trusted friends. And I told them I'm going to apply for this, this, the, uh, uh, as a um, facilitator, breathwork facilitator at this van meetup in Southern Idaho, which is almost like 3000 miles away. And they just cheered me on and they're like, okay, send in your video. And I got accepted to facilitate breath work at this van meetup. And I'm like, all right, here we fucking go. And I packed up my van and talk about creating a minimalist lifestyle. Like there's really minimal things. And Olivia, my chocolate lab, we do this dance within the van, but we move and we create this safety between the two of us and this love and this connection. And we made it a year and a half ago to Southern Idaho facilitated breathwork. And that was the start of my launching breathwork full-time in the van all over the country and international. Wow. I am legit flooded with shivers so much. So at one point when you're talking, like my skull was like <laughs> crawling. Wow. Oh my goodness. There's so much gold in here. And thank you so much for sharing so openly and transparently. And so um, what I'd love to dive in with you is first and foremost, for those that are listening and aren't familiar with narcissistic abuse, can you kind of lead into that a little bit and educate those that are listening? Because I know for me personally, I was surrounded by narcissism and I had no idea until kind of like the veil was lifted. And then I was like, okay, I see mm. things differently and clearly. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that was my reality too, Megan. Like I grew up with a narcissistic parent who was my mother um, and had no idea what was happening, but I became such a people pleaser and I became so entwined into what she needed that I didn't recognize the little girl, my light being trapped, being hidden um, and so it created patterns in my life of attracting men and relationships that were the same dynamics as what I grew up in. So a narcissist, um, ooh, there are a lot of red flags and there's a lot of 
times that the word narcissism is thrown out, but it's really important that we recognize that not everyone's a narcissism narcissist and there's different levels, but what they do is that there's a lot of manipulation. There's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of blame shifting. There's a lot of, um, um, they think they're better than you. There's, um, I'm just, I just had a held a master class and I'm just tapping into my brain. I'm like, what are all the red signs? Like what's, um, they do, um, to where if you and I were having a story, they shift the story about them. Like it's, it's always centered around them. There's, um, they create within your awareness that your whole world revolves around them and what they say is right. And then that makes you really think about, wow, is that really what happened? Or, you know, is that like, am I just like losing my mind? There were many times I was losing my own mind and I'm like, wow. Um, but there's just this lack it's creating in there. I don't want to, I don't like using the word victim, but that's what we are, but I'm a survivor. You're a survivor. It creates this lack of self-worth and this lack of self safety. I, desired this person to take care of me and keep me safe when all the while there was just no safety there was um just like I just shrank and I shrank and I shrank you know if if I'm 10 inches tall like I became a quarter an inch tall like there was no more self-worth there was I was never enough and I always seek that person whether it was my mom or my ex-partner their validation that I was enough mm -hmm. um so that's just some of the red signs and I really want to drop this in is that I have done a lot of research, Megan, that if someone is finding themselves in an abusive relationship, emotionally abusive relationship, reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. There's so much in information on their website, on their Instagram, that people are there 24-7 to help you and support you. So I just want to throw that caveat out there too, please. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Again, my skin's crawling. Um so when you had this awakening, if you will, and it's like this visualization behind bars, like how powerful, and you kind of, you know, went on this soul journey down the beaches of Costa Rica, and you were kind of, I would imagine, just kind of preparing yourself to leave. How did that all go down? Because I can imagine from being in such a controlling environment for such a long period of time and being manipulated and brainwashed and controlled mm -hmm. like how were you able to muster up the courage to for, first and foremost save yourself and take your beloved dog with you yeah um so my daughter at the time was getting her phd in family and marriage counseling and it was through her learning that she kept sending me pdfs of signs and it just gave me some awareness like, oh, that was that. Oh, that was that. And it just kept opening my eyes. And it was kind of like the veil kept lifting higher and higher, Megan. Mm -hmm. And after this one incident where the whole, granted, there's there's different interpretations to stories. I understand that you see things differently than I do. But there was this whole role reversal in this one story that had happened at the house where 
I was told that I was flashing my privates to the Ticos. Um, so those are, for those of you that don't know, those are Costa Ricans that were building the pool. So I purposely did this and I'm like, what? Like, that is so not me. And then that's when I'm like, I need to take, a, I need to take a step away because like I was so hot and heated and I reached out to my friends um, that I trusted and I'm like, this is what I'm thinking. I'm going to take a break. I need to come back to the States. And with every intention, I was going to go back. Um, I thought I was just going to take a pause and we were going to work on this. And it was always, he was going to change. He was going to do some work. He was going to seek a counselor. He was going to do this and, you know, things would be all better. And that's what happens is, is that they start, you know, giving you the love bombs and the, I'll do this and I'll do that, which makes you think that, oh, they're going to change. But it was, again, they're going to change. He's going to change again this time, again, this time, things are going to be different this time. And we had gone to uh, marriage counseling and um, that it was, he was going to change. So on that day that that happened, that incident happened, I went down to the beach and I'm like, I just need a pause. I, I need to stop abandoning myself. So with those PDFs that she was sending me and a safe space to come back to in the States um, and some friends that were really supporting me. And it was so aligning, Megan, how I had a friend there in Costa Rica that just happened to have a plane ticket that next day. She had rented a hotel room in Haka, or sorry, in um, San Jose, because it's, you know, a, like a two plus hour drive from where the house was to the main airport. And like stars just kept aligning. Like I was able to get a cheap airfare. I was able to get um, the shots that I needed for my dog to get out of the, out of the country. I was able to get my, at the time you had to get COVID testing. I was able to get that done. Like everything just aligned. And I just, it was like, I just kept going with it. I just kept going with it. And then I came back to the States and I'm, and again, it was the whole, I'll fix it. The love bombing, it'll be better. But before mm, pause, I want to back up a second. When I walked out the door with Olivia and my suitcase, he looked at me and he said, if you leave, don't ever come back again. And that broke my heart and I still went. Wow. And I got back to Florida at that time. And I, he kept reaching out, reaching out. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. And there was all these things. And I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You're not going to change. I can't do it. And then Finally, it was where I had to get to a point where I chose me so much that I blocked all contact with them because I generally physically and emotionally was fearful for my, for my life. There were things that he said, things that he did, things that I knew that he knew how to do um, physically and never going to say that he was abusive physically but just the mental manipulation of potentially that abuse was there that physical abuse had the potential to be there mm -hmm. so i i created a no contact zone um, my phone number got changed um, he knew where i lived in florida so i went and stayed at a safe house um, for about a week um, and he did a lot of uh, just um, um, just slandering of me and my name all across social media. 
Um, so that's why I had to shut that down. And those that knew me knew who I truly am. And that's when I recognized who my tribe was and who my safe community was. And so that's how I got to where I never went back again because I recognized the signs and the flags and my daughter being there and her going through her PhD and, and her master's and like just being so supportive. I had a therapist at the time that he told me what was happening and, and the breathwork sessions that I just kept unpacking and, and recognizing that it was really fucked up. And, um, and I stuck with, I'm never going to abandon myself now. I recognize that that is a negative, but at the time it serves me. So now I say, I choose me. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Skin is crawling. Mm. I commend you. Like you, I, I hope you can receive this, but it takes a lot of courage to do what you do, especially when you are being so controlled and so manipulated and to be able to have everything just kind of divinely orchestrated for you to like choose you and to mm -hmm. get on the plane and and to you know pack your bag and take olivia and and just do the damn thing to yeah. free yourself uh, it Thank takes you. so much courage and you know for those listening that are in these types of relationships what is like a message of hope that you can give them because i know i know how much i can imagine how much courage it took for you to muster up to get onto that plane um i i think i i, I know that i just want to share that you are so worthy of living the life that your soul came here for and it's creating that safe place of a community that you can trust and i think and I know from that, Megan, like if you have a community that you can trust and that can hold you and allow you to unpack because it's it's your choosing, it's your story. If you choose to stay, that is your choice. And I was there for far too long, 12 and a half years. I look back in the rearview mirror and I see how many times I was starting to choose me and then I would go back, starting to choose me and then I would go back. And so like there is a knowing that there's other survivors. We are out here and we're out here to support you and hold you and know that you are so, so worthy of getting out, mm -hmm. of shifting your reality. And, and it's, and it's rewriting the stories within your brain. And that's where the unpacking comes in and the unveiling comes in is changing that neurological pathway within the brain. For me, that was created when I was so young. And then just like really ground home that I wasn't lovable. I wasn't enough um, within these relationships that I had. So like, there's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of support out there. And now there's so much, there's so many modalities that are out on the internet that can offer you tools to heal and tools to grow and, and, and to rewrite those neurological pathways. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, implementing those boundaries and having the courage to do so. And so this is a beautiful segue into, you know, the work that you are facilitating today. And I can't share enough how important your work is. And I'm just so excited to see where this takes you and, uh, you know, including the breath work and all the things. So 
share with me what you do and, and how you support individuals on this path. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So it really started, Megan, with living the solo van life and going across the country and offering free breathwork sessions at these van meetups and RV meetups. And then, um, and like I said, that's in the States and in Baja internationally and virtually online. And so what I recognize is that through my own healing, the universe, soul, spirit, God, divine, whomever you believe in just kept bringing me these soul aligned clients that have been through the same stories that I have been in different degrees and what really awoken me too is that my attorney and my for my divorce, she asked me, she's like, why didn't you just leave? Like she just didn't get it. Why didn't you just leave? Why did you stay so long? And so I recognized by giving breathwork across the country to these people and then coming up after a breathwork session and say, hey, I resonated with your story that I started a podcast. I'm like, this is going to give me more healing mm-hmm. and keep unpacking for me so that I can be of service to other people. So through breath work, through, um, um, there's a lot of meditation. There's a lot of, of journaling. There's a lot of sitting in nature. There's a lot of being with a safe community and holding each other in support. And so that's where I found that that's my calling. That's why my soul is here is to support other people in their healing from narcissistic abuse and recognizing that most of the time, this is your personal choice, but most of the time, the no contact is the only way to evolve and to grow from these types of people. So that's my mission to whole breath work to, I now have a, an eight week offering. It's called um, liberation rising from the ashes because I see this Phoenix rising and I see like the entrapment from the throat, the voice that you've held on to, the words that you've held on to. And I see that rising. And so just being able to hold, I have full body goosebumps right now. Mm. Just being able to hold the space for other women and other men to know that you can do this. And I'm here to support you because I've lived it and I understand it. Mm. Oh my goodness. I love that you dropped men in there as well, because I know it's I not to generalize, but I know it's easy to think that it's mainly women who are experiencing narcissistic abuse, but men are as well. So I love that it's inclusive for everybody, the work that you're facilitating, because it's so important because, yeah, we've whether yeah. you've been raised by narcissistic parents or have narcissistic siblings or friends mm-hmm. or whomever or you know partners or husbands or wives it's it's so important yeah. to have this sense of community because it's so isolating right you it's, can mm-hmm. feel like you're going crazy and that you're making things up and you're getting gaslit and then all the things to make you feel like it's me there's something wrong with me i'm doing something yeah. wrong and it's so right. isolating so the fact that you have created this community to support individuals and to not feel alone is just it's so beautiful Yeah, thank you. And I also want to bring in the fact too that when you're in these relationships with people that are narcissists, like the reality is, is that there's so much depression and anxiety and overwhelm because your nervous system is so dysregulated as the victim and as the survivor that it's learning tools to re-regulate or to learn how to regulate your nervous system. And for me, Megan, there were times that I sat in that house, in that beautiful house in Costa Rica, and I'm like, 
how much longer am I going to be here? How much longer do I have to survive this? Why can't I go not be here anymore? So there were those thoughts and that is reality. And know that when you choose you, when you choose to step away from the narcissistic abusive tendencies from the partner or the parent or whatever, is that there's so many beautiful things that you get to unpack. You get to learn grace and compassion because for my mother and for my ex-husband, I would never tell them to their face, but I offer them grace and compassion because they only know what they know. Mm -hmm. And for me to forgive and to release that negative negative energy out of my system, out of my body, and to let that negative energy go helps you settle my nervous system, helps to come into that parasympathetic nervous system where I'm no longer in the fight or flight, but it also releases the energy, that trauma, and that, that, that I'm just going to use the word energy again, that negative energy within the body that is creating disease within the body because what manifests from more um, of that negative energy is, I mean, there could be um, autoimmune disease, which I have, there could be a whole gamut of things that I don't need to go down. So that's part of the work that I do also is it's a really, really hard step to do, but it's really, really impactful. And it's very powerful for the body and for the energy is the forgiveness and the grace and the compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more. It's yeah. so important for your own health, sanity, yeah. and well-being. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for those who are navigating from hearing this conversation and perhaps are having like these aha moments, and ones that maybe they're like fifty years old or six years old or forty years old, and just like, oh my goodness, like that sounds like my parent. Mm-hmm how can we kind of open up that lens or the different perspective or how can, you know, a a little message to share in terms of like setting boundaries? Is it possible to set boundaries with parents who are narcissistic? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually working with a client too. So for me, like I said, I have no contact with my mother either. That is the best boundary that I can put in place for me, but know that I have gone back to have a relationship and recognize it's not serving me gone back. I mean, it's probably dozens of times where I had hoped so many times that it would change and that I could find the love that I needed from this, this parent that you're supposed to be loved from. So if you're finding that your parent is a narcissist and these red flags are becoming very clear to you that what I offer is that maybe potentially, can you limit the time that you're with them? Can you limit the place that you're with them? Maybe make it a safe place. There's not their house or your house that maybe it's a neutral place that, you know, you're with them um, and, and connecting with them, giving yourself the ability to fucking say no, like this is not serving me. This conversation is no good. I am leaving now. Like that, you you get to have that permission slip to say, I am no longer standing for this. If in that time that you're in that neutral location and they cross the boundary, then you can get up and walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an opportunity if the parent is willing to listen that you can say, these are my boundaries. I'm going to stay here at this place. You can meet me for coffee. We can have a conversation. It will be 
30 minutes. If you cross the boundary of whatever it is, X, Y, Z, then I will leave. Mm -hmm. That's a very hard step too. But those are some of the things that you can do if you desire to keep that parent in place in in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Such a fine line. And it's definitely all about like respecting yourself and advocating for yourself and your needs. And Mm -hmm. I know for me personally, um, I do have people in my life who have narcissistic traits Mm -hmm. and it's for me it's just like implementing these firm boundaries and yes they're still my life however it's not how it used to be it's very surface level but that is what is required for me to maintain somewhat of a relationship all the while respecting myself and my own sanity and not going I always call it like like it's like that codependent circus right so you're getting Mm -hmm. like sucked into the drama and it's like you just I know for me it was just like I was constantly on this roller coaster ride it's like high low high low I was just like getting like like sucked into the vortex of this chaos and I was like I'm not willing to tolerate this anymore like Mm -hmm. once the veil's lifted and you see what is actually going on it's like okay like yeah. I wonder why I've felt so dysregulated throughout my life and why I had all these, you know, different um, eating disorders and so, so much other things that I won't get into here right now. But yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's fascinating um, when you start to see the light and how yeah. it's been impacting you and affecting you throughout your life. Yeah. The other thing that you can do that just came to me too, is if you're going to go have a, a, a connection with your parent is that you can bring support. You can bring somebody that you trust that, um, you know, maybe they are there as your safe place. And if they witness you getting, cause they're a third party, if they witness you getting drawn into that vortex of chaos, like maybe they just squeeze your hand and, you know, they offer you that, that tactile response that, Hey, it's time to leave. You know, that that's an opportunity to you that if that's, that's something that feels safe for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I just absolutely love, like I said, love the work that you are doing, love the work that you're sharing. And so you have a program right now. Are people still able to join? Um, it started. So no, the, the container's closed for now. Um, this immersion is going to go through the end of February and I'm going to offer it up again um, in the springtime. Um, but I do offer virtual breathwork sessions, um, and they're general, um, as far as like if, when it's the group container. So twice a month, I offer virtual, uh, group breathwork sessions. Those intentions are always pretty general, but knowing that breathwork, your body's going to take you exactly where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's also an opportunity to work with me one-on-one and it's virtual. Um, I hold space in a three-month container where we can meet weekly or bi-weekly. Um, just supporting you and knowing that this is a journey that is not linear. It's not going to change overnight and it's not going to come with smooth sailing it's going to come with the ups and downs and the flows and the and the oh my god what am I doing and this doesn't feel good but that's where I hold that space 
of accountability. I hold that space of support and knowing that you are so loved. That's the important thing. And especially as, I mean, everyone is humans. We desire to be seen. We desire to be heard and we desire to be loved. Mm -hmm. And so once you know, and once I, if I were to connect with you, Megan, on this level, like creating that safe space with me and then creating the safe space within your body. And that's where I allow people to create that transformation within them. So I'm not their I'm not their guru. I'm not their healer. I am simply a conduit and a guide for them to allow their body to heal mm -hmm. the best way it needs to, because we're all going to do it in a different level at a different pace at, and, and it's all going to be in different modalities. So this is what I have found that has worked best for me and my clients this time. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love that. And I love that you shared that you are a conduit and that you're not the healer because it's so easy for people in this realm of healing to, you know, and I'm not taking away any from anyone if we identify as healers, but it's important to pass the baton over to the person that's doing the work because mm -hmm. yes, you're holding the space, but it's the individual who's able to heal themselves through your modalities, through your offering. So I yeah. love that you shared that. Yeah. And that's where the self-trust comes in too. Like I'm creating that trust in myself because I'm doing the work. I see how powerful I am. I see how worthy I am because I'm doing the work. Mm -hmm. yes. 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 And I love, I always say it's like the bottom up approach. So you're, you know, it's not just like talk therapy, if you will. And it's not just through like journaling. It's like getting the body involved to release mm -hmm. it. So it's just like, so important to get into this yeah. embodiment work, somatic work and mm -hmm. yeah, the energetics of it all. So this is yeah. truly what will set you free. Yeah. The, and, and I want to bring into Megan, if I can, the breath, my breathwork journeys that I facilitate. Um, if someone's in my container for three months and they come to me on a weekly basis, each intention, each work week is different. Each musical playlist is different. We work with affirmations so that the affirmations are spoken out loud. So you audibly hear them so that it starts to create a new pathway within the brain. You energetically hear the words. So it's soaking into the core of your being, into your energetics. We do somatic work. So the somatic of shaking the arm, shaking the legs, maybe even potentially screaming or laughing into a pillow so that you can express what's stuck in the body so that you can move that like that lump in the throat of the words that have been stuck for a lifetime in my case. Um, so it's, it's all encompassing the journaling and, and it's the, the meditation and sitting in nature, like nature is such a healing tool that I think so many people take it for granted. And, and like one of my most, one of the things I miss the most about living in the van is simply taking a bath. Oh, yeah. Like that's so juicy after a breathwork session or after a meditation or after a journaling session to sit in a bath and just allow yourself just to be held in that womb space mm -hmm. of that water. Um, so that's those are the things that I offer in my in my immersion. Mm, yeah. I love it. I love it. So how can people connect with you? How can they learn more about the work that you facilitate? Mm -hmm. Well, I am on Instagram as Victoria Lee, L-E-E, star, S-T-A-R-R. -R. I'm on Facebook, the same name, Victoria Lee Star. My website is Victoria Lee Star, and my podcast is Raw and Radiant. Um, and I have guests on like you, which I'm super excited to um, have you on my show. But 
um, people who have been in narcissistic space, people who have been in breathwork and how they have dealt with um, grand mal seizures and how breathwork has helped them. I've had other women who are solo entrepreneurs in their van. Like there's just this, just this beautiful community of just wealth and knowledge and inspiration. Mm, So cool. So cool. I can't wait to uh, just learn more about all the work, all the goodness that Mm -hmm. you are here to co-create in the world. So, so excited. So excited. Yeah. Yeah. So before we say goodbye for now, um, what is a message of hope that you can give to someone who might be feeling like throwing in the towel or giving up and you can take it in whatever context you choose? Throwing in the towel or giving up. Hmm. What's coming to me, Megan, is the offering that there is a light within each one of us. There's a soul that has come here to this earthly plane and this human meat suit and this soul, your soul, your spirit, the divine essence that's that's within you has so much to give. And if you could just trust that it's one step at a time, one breath at a time, one journey at a time, that you can heal and that you can you can grow and you can rewrite your story. Mm. Yeah. Bless. You're mm. such a light. You're such a force. Yeah. And uh, I just feel so honored to know you and to be connected with you and to run alongside you, join forces with you over the next six months. Yay. I'm excited too. And I, I always say this, like, this is my new thing when I'm doing podcasts or something that I know I'm really supposed to be doing is I get these sweaty pits <laughs> And right now, like in the sweaty pits tells me that's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Like it's some people get the hit in their, in their gut or in their heart. Well, me, it's sweaty pits and I'm exactly where I'm meant to be and I'm exactly what I'm meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. You certainly yeah. are. You yeah. certainly are. Oh yeah. my goodness. My goodness. Yeah. It's going to be uh, incredible. We didn't even talk about that, about joining forces inside of Chrysalis. It's going to be so incredible. <laughs> I'm so excited yeah, I- to be on this journey with you. So yeah. Me too. I am so excited too. So walking shoulder to shoulder, woman to woman. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. And uh, again, can't wait to share you with our community. And uh, Mm -hmm. I so am excited for other people to learn about your work because it's so needed in this world. So thank you for all that you do. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and um, just allowing me to express like my story and share openly and vulnerably and just to be light for somebody else to know that you're a survivor and you're not alone in this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for dropping in with me today. If you loved this episode, I would be forever grateful if you rated and reviewed And if you feel called to share it with your community on social media, please tag me so I can thank you personally. Until next time, I will see you on Dropped In.